For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Joshua Fisher, Nikki Snacks, Crider Nick. Big game. Baylor. You know, it's so funny. Everyone's like, we just need Kansas to, to you know, somehow beat Kansas State. And we're in the Big 12. As if we don't have a big game <laughs> ourselves yeah. this weekend. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. You know, it's funny is that when I was on the team, seniors would... Not just here. Still, the guys who were the leaders of the locker room, right? We'd have our team meetings, and then you know, Coach Strong would talk, and then the players would talk for a little bit. And I remember vividly that there was no team that this that my team wanted to beat more than Baylor. Like they got up in front of it was like Malcolm Brown, Jordan Hicks, like both Malcolm Browns, mm-hmm. um, like Quandre Diggs, like those were like the senior leadership guys. And they stood up and they were like, we hate these guys. Like, I cannot stand Baylor. Mm-hmm. I'm sick and tired of, of like losing to them. Because back in the day, like that was like the Art Bryles days that they were running all over Texas. And they just could not stand it. So Baylor is always circled on the calendar for all Longhorns. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that. Um, every single season and the fact that this is literally the last game of the season and it's a very meaningful one to us because you know if we lose our chances of winning the big 12 or getting to the championship are done yeah i mean we're, we're it's toast i mean that's it's so ironic everyone's like kansas kansas state and you know like we have to take care of business first like this team barely lost to tcu last weekend like you know what I'm saying? Like they honestly, they probably shouldn't have lost to them. Oh no, totally. I mean, they TCU squeaked by. Like I remember, I was at the bar and someone was like, "Yeah, like I had you know TCU in a money line parlay, and it was like, you know, it was close, but they they took care of business." I'm like, they do not take care of business. Taking care all. of business is what we did against Kansas last week when Bijan. What an, what a novel idea that is, right? Give the ball to your best player and let him run wild. Yeah, right. It's unheard of. I mean, we almost <laughs> ran for half a thousand yards. Crazy. We ran for like half a rack out there. Hey, you know, I you, I, I, there's that picture of the sideline where it's the running backs on the bench and you got like Jonathan Brooks sitting on top of the bench and then the, the rest of the running backs um, sitting around him. And that's going to be one of those iconic pictures that you see all the time of like the Wisconsin backfield, the Georgia backfield, where it was like Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, you know, and like the Wisconsin one where it was like Monty Ball 
and Melvin Gordon and Jonathan Taylor. Like that's the type of backfield right now that we have with Bijan, Roshan, Keelan, Jonathan Brooks, even Blue. Who knows what happens to him? Obviously, we've got some guys coming in, Cedric Baxter, but that's kind of the identity that Texas needs to bring on is whatever. Maybe we're not DBU anymore. Maybe we're not, you know, wide receiver you or, but RBU, I could take RBU. Yeah, of course. I mean, first of all, the, we are huge Roshan Johnson fans mm-hmm. and it, it's becoming not It'll apparent, be but it, it's being, you know, it's a thought that's festering in my mind is like, is Jonathan Brooks the second best running back on our team? And we just really haven't been toting him the ball at all for some reason. Quite possibly. I guarantee you every single running back in our room who has a scholarship at least can start at probably half of the Division One programs in the nation. I mean, Jonathan Maybe. Brooks ran wild against Kansas. And in the limited action he's played is, is run the ball pretty well. Oh, yeah. I, I would, I would, I'm curious. Well, we might be seeing a lot of him, dude, because – let me be the bearer of bad news. Well, this is ultimately hope to be a very positive podcast. This could be the last time we see Bijan as a long haul this weekend. It could be. If we win this game and, and Kansas State loses like we want them to, then I think we'll see him in the Big 12 championship game. Oh, of course. I don't, think, I don't think he's touching the field on the bowl game. There's no point. No. If he's going... Unless you're staying. And I don't think that he's made up his mind completely yet because he says he's got to talk to his family. He's got to talk to his coaches. He's got to talk to God, most importantly. And we'll see what his decision is. You know, at the end of the day, I think Quan had mentioned that he can foresee Bijan staying like a 60-40 chance, 40% leaning towards Texas. But if you're going to the NFL, there's no reason. Roshan Johnson as well got banged up last week, walking around in a boot, so he probably won't play this game. And he's already declared himself to play in the senior bowl. So, you know, maybe getting healthy until then. I mean, he wants to get as much, you know, draft tape as possible so guys can draft him. But you're right. We might see a lot of Jonathan Brooks during the stretch. I want to see a lot of Keelan Robinson. I've been saying it all year long. Every time he touches the ball, it's golden. Happened again last weekend, too. We have a touchdown, obviously. Like, the guy's a touchdown every time he touches the football. He touches the football, like, once a game. Like, yeah. If he's not he, scoring a touchdown, he's blocking a punt. But he's a, he's literally the do it all back. I, I, I'm Kansas. I don't have much faith in them getting. I mean, they looked so bad on defense against us. Granted, yeah. Daniel, it was Daniels' first game back. We'll see how he is with another week healthy. But like offensively, like Quinn went twelve of twenty one with a hundred yards, and I couldn't care less. Good, and we won. We put up fifty five. Like good. Yeah. Like that's how it should be done. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the defense, like Blackwell, Thompson, Baron Sorrell is like such a stud, right? For, we know we never talk about Ford on the show. We never talk about Jalen Ford on the show. And honestly, like that's probably like the low spot of the season that we of a job that we've done because Jalen Ford has been absolutely incredible this season. He has. He's definitely one of the top linebackers in in the Big Twelve. Yeah. He's been awesome. Lee, he's like these picks, forced fumbles, lead the team in tackles. Like he literally is a do-it-all linebacker. And I would love to see. I'd love to see Brooks carry. I'd love to see Brooks and Bijan carry over because I think that's really exciting for me. For me, and like more comforting for me, if there were to be a, a torch passed. And I want to see the defense continue 
to jump down opposing offenses throats like outside of Iowa State we're the you know the top big 12 defense mm-hmm. we are going up against a Baylor team who could run they look they have three backs which was exemplified in the TCU game who could run the ball right they have three guys you know Reese Jones Williams they could all three run the football pretty well but their quarterback is nothing to write home about and to me He's he's thrown nine picks. We don't really intercept guys a lot, so I'm not banking on it. I would love. He might be one of their least talented quarterbacks we've seen in like ten years. Oh yeah, for sure. I would love to see a game, dude, where like the defense has, you know, three sacks, five tackles for a loss. And I'd love to see like Watts get his hands on the ball and and and, and intercept one. I'd love to see JMO like really, you know, electric in, a, in an electric way. You know, happy Thanksgiving. Here's the stuff and like take one to the house. Like that yeah. would really make me stoked. That, those are some of the the points I'm looking for in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I always want to get into the backfield and create pressure and make the quarterback feel uncomfortable. That's literally one of the top points I have all season long, and it's progressively gotten better. I think last season we were literally asking for every single game and we'd be lucky to get one sack. This season with Baron Sorrell kind of leading that charge. Of course, you got Alfred Collins, you know, you've got Ford, you've got all those guys on the front seven that can really create havoc. It's a lot more realistic. Um, but I really want to see Quinn tune up because you mentioned that he threw for just over 100 yards, you know, 12 for 21 or whatever it was yes, we got it done, put up 55 points, but we're not going to rush for 400 yards every single game. We, no. we, you, you need to be able to throw the ball and spread the field and open it up. So so there are holes for Bijan to run through whenever they're in, you know, man coverage or whatever it may be. You know, like I, it, there needs to be some opening up of the field. And I really don't know what it is. Is Quinn still hurt? Is is he just mentally have the yips right now? I mean, he's got super talented receivers out there and weapons. It's just like trust your system, trust your players, and I don't know, make make confident throws. It just doesn't look confident out there. He just gets googly eyes for the long ball. Like, I mean, and if you think about it, like when you have a guy like Worthy who's you know gassing the defense every play, like, and he's open, like it's tough to not take and in. in in his defense, it's tough not to take that shot. Oh, of course. And you know, the thing that I was, I was thinking about as well is while Arch Manning is not on campus yet, he's still breathing down Quinn's neck right now because Quinn's looking at this season as competition's already started. It should. It, it already has. This is an evaluation period for Quinn if he's going to be the quarterback next year. So every single game that he plays, he's under the microscope. And I'm telling you, every game that he has that turns out like this, it's another step in the right direction for Arch Manning. Arch Manning is coming in to be the king. Yeah. They, he, like, knows it. Like, Quinn is coming in there on the mullet, the hype, and all that was great. This is – it's not not even in the same ballpark. Like, it's it's almost like comparing, like, like, what's, like, a really good city, like, a really fun, like – like, I don't know, like Portland, like Portland's dope. Great time. Like funky, cool. It's not New York city. This is a, this is, it's, it's, it's uh, that's a little different. Cause it, it's look, a Manning. It's, it's a Manning. You're right. But we've talked about it 
you know, before all this happened, Quinn and Vince Young and Arch Manning, you know, were like the only guys to be perfect in the ratings, right? When it comes to recruiting ratings. So yeah. Quinn is a guy. And he he's, is a guy. He's num number one out of his class. It's not Portland's like Portland's a good city, dude. I'm not saying not Portland's Portland. a bad city. He's not Portland. Okay. Man, I, I think I think it's more like it's like um, SF. New York City compared to Chicago, maybe. Like Chicago is like a pretty, pretty big city. And you know what else it is? It's pretty overrated. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just no, saying I, it's not Portland. Yeah, Portland. I mean, I just I got caught up in the tattoos and mullet. Sorry. I, I, and the vibe. It was more of like a vibe pick. I, I think for Quinn, though, like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to see him get cooking. Like, I'm down. But in a way, that's like I was explaining this to someone yesterday at the gym. Like, he just never allows himself because, he, again, he has those Google guys for the deep ball. He never allows himself to get in a good rhythm. With his safety nets, there's no peppering of the running backs. There's no peppering of Jatavian Sanders. There's no peppering of Whittington. Like, get it to those guys. Get it to the flats. You know, get it six, seven yards out. Like, methodically beat these guys on offense like we call for every week. Yeah. Like, I, I would rather – I it was the most – I will never forget the stat line of 4 or 15 to Worthy that one game he had. Like, it was painful to watch him sail ball after sail. And then you get the yips. Once you miss four or five in a row, you and you're banking on your you hitting the fifth or sixth, like that's a tough bargain. Like you've pretty much have thrown yourself out of that mentality already. You got to get into a position where you're going at and like like Brady, like Tom Brady does it all the time. Like look at Brady's yeah. whole career, like Edelman, like and he's like the pinnacle of it. But like Hogan, Amendola, he would hit it to like the quick routes, and that's why those it's, guys had careers. It's it's a lot of play calling, of course. And look, look at the most efficient team in the NFL. Chiefs, right? Their offense and how they how they run their offense. It's a lot of yards after catch. It's a lot of Travis Kelsey yards after catch. It's a lot of Jerick McKinnon and and uh, uh, Pacheco and now Tony and Juju. Like like all these guys, they let them get yards after catch, and that's because Mahomes flicks it for the out routes. You know the uh, slants, the screens, like the shuffle passes. He could still open up the field as well on like the long ball and the medium routes. But with as many talented weapons as we have at Texas, we're underutilizing them. You've got Roshan, you've got Keelan, you've got Whittington, you've got Sanders and Billingsley now, Worthy. All those guys are super able to make moves in open space, create separation, quick, fast, like let them do what they can with the football in their hands. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs are a great example. Like, because they have the best quarterback. Yeah, they have the best quarterback, but they're also still running. They're still running, you know, RPOs and slants and screens. Like because he doesn't feel the pressure to make it all about him. Like I'm exactly. sure there's there's a pressure for Quinn of like because he is one of those guys like you're mentioning. There is the pressure of like, hey, it has to, you know it all rests in number three's shoulders. When in actuality, it's like, dude. You're better off getting the ball out four yards and seeing what Bijan and Keelan can do in the flat. We're seeing what's, you know, on a curl what Sanders can do, or, or you know, or an outright what Winning can Winnington, Winnington can do. Like you're better off testing that than trying to make the biggest, baddest play every time out. You don't have to do that. Right. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. But you know, there just needs some maturity that needs to happen. Maturing and maturing. <laughs> 
from both sides, from Quinn and I think from the coaching staff a little bit, like just figuring out what works best for your scheme and what works best for your players. Sark yeah. was a guru at that at Alabama, right? Bringing the best out of players like Devontae Smith, you know, guys like Jalen Waddle and, and Ruggs and, and like just utilizing those guys to the best of their potential. Sark needs to do that again, but I don't like the thing is now he's focused on the defense as well. He's got too many things to focus on. Like, yeah, but the defense is not a problem. They brought in Gary. Like, that's why you have like guys like right. Gary Patterson. Exactly. 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 So he has like, and the defense has been good. Like for the first time in forever, the defense is like actually not, not the problem. The thing I, with tech, you, what you think it is still? No, 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 no. It's not the problem. I think the defense has been great. I think I'll flood gone next season. Who? I'll flood. The offensive coordinator of the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. I think that's what really happens. I think Kyle Flood's gone. You bring in someone oh, new. Kyle Flood, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kyle Flood's that. gone. Bring in someone new that understands Sark's philosophy and his his schemes. Sark needs to pass the offensive play calling duties to that person. And of course, he's got final say. He's got veto power, whatever it may be. And you let that happen. You let a young guy, right? It doesn't have to be a guy who's been in football for, you know, 30, 40 years, right? Looking for a head coaching opportunity, right? This is like a bridge program or something. Like, you know, get a guy in there like Joe Judge, right? Obviously, you can't get him, but get a guy like that. Sure. Like a guy looking for a second chance. Yeah, exactly. Or even honestly, like the Raiders fired Josh McDaniels next season. I know that people say, like, okay, go be an assistant or an analyst at Bama. Bring him over to Texas. Yeah. I mean, like, well, like, it's probably going to happen or hack it, right? One of these, they, one of those guys is going to be jobless. I can promise you that. Probably, pro- probably hack it. I, w- I also, the thing you bring up the Bama point, to me, the only the caveat to that point, though, would be in Bama. It's not like those guys came in and they were like, okay, you're the guy right away. Like mm-hmm. Devonta, Waddle, and these other guys, like even Matt the the Jones. Like it's the they were like with exactly waiting their turn where Quinn was like, okay, you're on campus. Good. Thank you. You're yeah. playing. We haven't really had the luxury of, of having just like guys that we can turn out quarterback after quarterback. I mean, we got lucky with Sam. He played here for four years. You know, I mean, at Bama. What Tua was was he two years or three years? Tua was like it was Jalen for a little bit, then it was Tua, then it was Mac. Like now it's Bryce. Like they've just been able to turn out guys yeah, left yeah. and right. Oh my god, yeah. Like it, like it with, had to have been three years. Total. Yeah, but with Texas, like ever since I mean, ever since Colt McCoy, honestly. Ever since Colt McCoy, you had Gilbert, right? Then you had uh, case in there. You had David Ash rotating in another. You had Tyrone Swoops and you had Gerard Hurd. Then you had Shane Bouchel. Finally, you get Sam Ellinger, who you know gives us a guy who's like the guy for a little bit. And then last season, Casey is at Hudson. Is it Casey? It's back to Hudson. You know now it's Quinn. It's like there's not the definitive guy. Yeah, uh, we have a little comment, Nick, on the side from David Williams. He says Quinn Ewers requires development by Coach Sarkeesian. Arch Manning will require will require even more development. Quinn played in high school football against the best competition in the United States. Not the case for Arch, who's playing over there in Louisiana. Look, he's right. Like, but and I think that kind of like is like 
a, a more of a through line and a good bow around our presence in the sense like a present of you know our commentary i think these guys i think quinn it was a lot to ask of him the expectations were high in the sense of like hey you're the top dog you played against this top competition in our eyes, you were a top recruit, recruit. You sat a year at Ohio State. You should be good to go. Like, get in there, throw him into the fire. And right. when he wasn't pick, you know, pitch perfect, like, we were up in arms. Like, this guy stinks. Like, wrong guy, not the guy. It's, we're so quick to be not the guy. Mm-hmm. Rather than, like, giving him a breather to develop. Like, it's, it's very apparent what he's missing. Now, the key is, is, like, he's going to get the first crack at it. Unless he flops here and Baylor then flops in the ball game and it's just, you know, it's like a tumbleweed. But he's going to get the first crack at it. And at that point, it's like, what have you developed? Okay, you had your one. You got your sea legs. You got used to Austin. You got used to the pressure. You know, you won the Red River game, which is great to get under your belt. You lost a couple of close ones, a couple of close ones that you threw us out of. How do you develop? Right. Right. How do you make that jump? And the, 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 our, our, you know, it's not like, oh my God, we're lost at sea with this guy. Like, it's pretty clear cookie cut what we want him to do and get better at. And like, like you're saying, Nick, a lot of it's maturing. And like David's saying, he requires development, which he does. Yeah. I mean, it's year one. It's, yeah. it's technically year one for him. Look, I, I don't think we're fully out on it. Like, if, if Arch comes on campus next season, I honestly want him to sit out a year because he needs that maturing. But I'm just saying it's something to look at. And I, from what I want from this game in Baylor, because we always talk about what we want to see, hopefully this is a step in the right direction where if he has a good game or he tunes little things up here and there, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you know, can throw for I don't know, 280 to 300, you know, up to, up until like past 300 and yeah. can complete, you know, 60% of his passes, two touchdowns. Yes. Like yes. that, like that's not. That's not a, like a, a crazy game on the stat sheet. I mean, it's a good game, but yeah. that's like something that really can kind of build your confidence. You know, I mean, look, Caleb Williams probably going to win the Heisman now. Not asking for you to throw over 400 yards and, you know, to lead your team to a crazy victory, but I want you to be efficient. Efficient, 100%. Like, and not, look, USC is, is tops in the nation in turnover margin. Tops. Yeah. Like, and not that Quinn turns the ball over an exuberant amount, like exorbitant amount, like his inefficiency, his completion percentage is just so pitiful at times that that's the kicker. Mm-hmm. Just methodically beat down the defense. You don't need the fact that everyone in college football thinks you need to win 55 to, you know, 14 every week is crazy. Like, it's a win is a win. Like, the New England Patriots won 10 to 3 again. Like, the Ravens. We'll go to the Ravens, who are forget the Patriots have higher expectations on in the NFL from an offensive standpoint. They won thirteen to three against the Thurs. Like you know, like that's and not they, their it's still what? <laughs> it's not their nickname. <laughs> Why? Whatever. I mean, it's just like you know they went thirteen. To, they won thirteen to three against the Thurs, and like that's the Panthers one and The Panthers. That's still a one and zero game. So. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Like you, you have to just get in there and win. Yep. Um, but we want it to be as sexy as possible. All right, really quickly from a betting standpoint, uh, the public is Brought pretty much by BetOnline.ag. Thank Go you, BetOnline.ag. 
to get your free welcome bonus using the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v believe okay it's pretty much split down the middle both teams are seven and four against the spread so all that cool eight and a half favor of the home team horns over under 56 game time weather in austin do you want to take a guess what it's what it's going to be uh 37 no that's crazy talk 40 52 55 and it's gonna rain Ooh, let me take the under here okay talk to me spread what's the spread at right now eight and a half eight and a half Whew, that is a tough one ah man we beat the brakes off of Kansas. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take. I think Baylor plus eight and a half is a good bet. I really do. They're, they're not a bad team. You know, no, they put a close no, one against no, It's a big twelve game, and they circle this game just as much as we circle them, even more so. They're gonna bring everything they can, because I think if if they beat us. And Kansas State loses to Kansas. Don't they get in as well? Baylor to the Big Twelve Championship. Oh wait, what's the route for Baylor to get in? You know what? I'm so sorry. I was under, I was ill prepared for that one because they beat Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. right? Or my trippy wizard? Uh, I think you might be right. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Checking the Big Twelve standings. We're, we're checking the okay. So Baylor and Oakley, Oklahoma State is ahead of Baylor at Sean, but they both have a four and four record. So Oklahoma State would also have to lose this week too. Yes, yeah, so no. I mean, it's Oklahoma State that's ahead of them. So if Oklahoma, which won't happen, I think. I don't think Oklahoma State. Let's say, I mean, yeah, if we lose to Baylor, Baylor could play spoiler. For us, at least, I mean that that's like a kicker. Like, they, and then Oklahoma State goes in, or Kansas State still goes in. Yeah, Sorry, they need a lot more help. Regardless, I think Baylor comes to play. I think we win the game still, but eight and a half will not be covered by the Horns. No. Okay, I could get behind that. Like a win's a win, like we're saying. Yep. All right, Josh Fisher, DJ Nikki Snacks Kreider, Horns up, talking Texas podcast. Get your horns up. We'll see you next time. Get a win. Go check out our other show with Cam. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Dicker. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.